What's up, listeners? In this week's opening segment, not only do we put our creativity to the test by coming up with names for brewery beers, we'll blow your mind with some hot takes on wedding registries and buying Christmas gifts. Following week 14 in the NFL, we'll each name the Jekyll and Hyde combinations of similar active quarterbacks. Most importantly, though, it is time for the cheese draft, which is exactly what it sounds like. Lastly, week 15 picks, including Gucci Mane dog picks of the week, where Noel, so hot right now. Let's do it. Oh, that's nice. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to... The Rookie Show. This is the sound of one of your loving hosts, Elvis Coin, joining me, as always, from mm. Chicago. Fire in the Knoll, Travis Knoll, a what up, Knoll. Uh, a what up, Coin. Nothing much, man. It's great to be back yet again. Another episode of The Rookie Show. A great week of football. Uh, what a way to finish. That Browns-Ravens game was absolutely bonkers. It's the only way I could put it. That was game of the year. People it, love to throw that term around sometimes, but uh, it was game of the year. How many points do we have in the fourth quarter? Uh, 30, 20, something like that? Insane. I know the Browns were down by 14, and they put up, yeah, a lot. A lot. <laughs> a lot. Many points. Yeah, I think 35 uh, in the game. fourth is crazy. And Scorigami, 47 to 42 is not a common score. We love to see it. What a way to finish out the NFL week uh, and bring us into a new week of the Rookie Show podcast. Welcome back again. Let's, uh, let's go ahead and get into it, Noel. Why don't you let's do it. bring us in, Tej? Tej, what do we got? Beers, bad beats, Battlestar Galaxy Brain. And that's right, everybody. It's time. For another round of beers. Bad beats? Battlestar Galaxy Brain, as TJ says it. No. Yes. What beer are you drinking this week? All right, coin. I have this lovely green Christmassy can. Oh, I don't know Christmas-y. if you can see it. It is a Budweiser. What? Christmas edition Budweiser. Christmas edition? So it says holiday tradition since 1876. I don't know if that, I assume that just means that people have been drinking buds for 150 years. Maybe people I don't think have only means... had buds. Like nobody had pals before 1886. I don't think they mean that they've been doing a Christmas can every holiday season for 150 years. That would be incredible. I, I don't think they I had cans wrong. in 1856. Cans had not been invented. What year were cans invented? I'm going to rescind my statement. Cans were definitely invented in 1856. <laughs> I've seen Western movies where they shot cans. I know things. So this is 2020 Holiday Edition Design Number 3 of 4. It says collect all four. I'm going to collecting? show you Oh, another one. This one has a Dalmatian with some horses on oh, it. Oh, that's quite nice, Very too. Christmassy. Uh, the Clydesdales. Uh, the first one that I showed you has Clydesdales as well, obviously. I mean, it's, it's mm-hmm. the tradition. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I haven't, I, I think my six pack only came with two of the, two of the four, but I got a collector edition. This is three, number three and number four of four. Okay. So there Wait, you go. So they Budweiser. sell, they sell six packs of, Apparently of they 12 do. ounce Budweiser's? 
I bought one today. Yes. May have been the first I've ever seen. Or maybe it's just a holiday thing. This is brand new to me. All I'm, new. Wait, I'm just, telling you. So so just for just for when Quinn posts the beer on Twitter, shouts Quinn running the Rookie Show Beers account. What a guy. Yeah. Uh, he's got the, the green can, big red Budweiser across the top with the horses running through it. Correct. There we go. And then and that's number three of four. And then I've got Oh, I guess it says it white, number three of four, huh? Yeah, it is. And I've got the white with uh, red and green on the top and bottom. It's kind of like a green banner of snowflakes on the top and bottom. Mm. And uh, a Dalmatian in front of the, the Clydesdales. And both of them are snowy scenes. So you guys got a real good picture of my Bud Diesel. Bud Diesel, let it be known. Not Bud Lights right now. Bud Diesel. Bud Diesel, you know what it reminds me of? Hmm. That time you puked in, in the garage. Yeah. In the garage. Yeah, we're playing beard. Was it beer dye? No, no, no. Yeah. Uh, wait, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or was it baseball? No, it was beer dye because you got splashed like three times in a row. Okay. Might have been baseball. <laughs> I don't know about that. Okay, anyway. anyway. What are you drinking, Coin? No, I've got for you this week. Not an IPA. Oh. But it's Dale's Pale Ale. <laughs> From Oscar Blues Brewery. Mm, I've heard of Oscar Blues. Yeah, I believe it's from Colorado. I want to say Colorado Springs. Longmont. So not right. close to that. Right. Longmont's no. a t- town, city. Definitely. That it's I have heard of. Like S- Smallmont. But S- nice. Nice. Right. Yeah. Uh, anyways, it's just a, it's kind of a classic looking can. It feels like a can I would see in like a cartoon. Like it almost looks like a Pawtucket Pat. Okay, I hear you. Or a uh, what's the what's the a Duffy Duff Duff what's, is that Duff, Duff beer Duff. from yeah, uh, exactly. from Simpsons? Yes, yeah. It's just a very royal blue can with the uh, big red circle and just says Dale's Pale Ale right in the middle. I there's something to be said with the simplicity here. I'm really feeling it. It's uh, both Big Timber Herders and Big Fork Vikings colors. That's why we actually stand. Dale. That's why we stand. And um, as opposed to my trust lager from last week, which was a 70s vibe, that's giving me a 50s vibe. Like Very a 50s much. 50s oh, yeah. car hop vibe. This is, uh, this is industrial age can for yes. sure. This Thank is you. like uh, you're at the steel mill. You you and your best friends that you that you only have friends because they work at the steel mill with you. you probably known each other since you were like eight years old. Right. Got your girlfriends pregnant when they were like 19. Uh, your kids are now best friends, and then eventually Vince Papali plays for the Eagles. I think that's how the whole thing works. I don't really yeah, know. That's the typical timeline. Yeah, exactly. Say. And I think, does his mom die of like the black lung or something like that? Mrs. Papali? Mrs. Papali, yeah. Yeah. That was, in, uh, that was when cans were invented in 1876. <laughs> that's exactly right. Uh, yeah, so that's our beers for the week, but Noel, what about the past week? Do you have any beers? Um, I didn't really have any beers. I'm gearing up for the other part of our beer segment, but what, what kind of beers did you have this week? I also did not have that many beers. The only one I really had was, uh, the one when I was waiting to go drink hard alcohol. So mm. I was like, had a pre-beer, it's like a little appetizer, a beeritizer of sorts. Yeah, um, it kind of bridges the gap. Exactly, exactly. People say don't mix or liquor before beer in the clear, beer before liquor, never sicker. Those people have never had a primer drink, obviously, in their entire life. They're lives. not talking about one beer. They're talking about six beers that's, that's before you start point. taking ripping shoots. Ripping shoots. Uh, anyways, yeah, I just had a primer beer when we were getting Mexican food before. And I will say that, I believe we've talked about this, but since moving to Portland, 
I've become quite the, not a food snob, I would say, but I'm pretty picky about like the food we eat and like where we order it. And I've just become pretty critical because there's so much good food in Portland. And the Mexican food we had on Saturday was very middle of the road. I can't say I will be going again. I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, I also feel that I've become a bit of a food snob, but um, oddly enough, it's funny how there's still all the places that I loved in Montana. I still crave them and I still think that they would be awesome. Maybe those places are just good and there's fewer places in Montana, so it ups the quality and there's more of a chance to get a shitty spot in the big city. Mm -hmm. But uh, I feel like I've had more shitty meals in the city than I had in Montana. I think that's somehow it's true on both ends if that makes sense at all yeah like you know how we talked about how like literally everything is relative like you can say a relative of course but i mean everything is relative Mm -hmm. so in montana the food relative to montana food is probably just better maybe that's it could be yeah um but anyways after we had the mexican food we moved on and we went to uh the six of us got together so joe leah me, Nikki, Graham, and Alina all uh, decorated cookies on Saturday oh, night and then played okay. some games. We did a little white elephant or a uh, Yankee, Yankee, Yankee swap. swap. Yankee mm-hmm. swap, I believe. Is that what some people call it? What do you, what do you go with? White elephant. Yeah, of course, because you're not a child. Uh, so, yeah, we did a white elephant and then we had decorated cookies, really tested our creative metal. I wouldn't consider myself the mo- most artistically gifted person, but I think I cranked out some pretty damn good cookies this weekend. Nice. Yeah. Uh, but we got in the Christmas spirit. We drank some uh, hard alcohol drinks. I got some bourbon cranberries, some vodka pomegranates, and uh, Graham even made some apple pie moonshine. Heavy, heavy on the uh, Everclear qu- at the end. It was it sounds like you might have gotten really drunk. I-, I drank a lot, like a lot, a lot, and this was probably the best put together I've been <laughs> for how much I drank in a while. I was probably like the second least person drunk or let. Second least drunk person there, probably. Okay, congratulations. I'm yeah, impressed. thank you. More importantly, I wasn't that hungover on Sunday, which was a shock to the world. I I was so happy. I'm glad to hear it. Yeah, it was good. Uh, that's it for pretty much all I drank, but we do have one more beer event to get to, Noel. Oh, great. Last week, we brought up that listener, Quinn Mahoney, uh, wrote in a question. If a brewery let you name a beer, what would you name it? It could be any style. Bonus points if you design the can. Take the time to think if you need. Uh, I think that we both answered this question this week. Would you like to go first or second here? Um, well, I didn't decide on one. I just I I listed a few. Okay. And so just I, just and names. I, names and uh, they are associated with a type of beer as well. Okay. Um, I didn't really design the cans. There's a couple. I have some ideas of the cans. Okay. So I didn't adhere directly to the question, but do um, you just have one? I have one. Okay, so I'll let you go last because mine are just ideas. You can decide which of mine you like the best. Okay. Here's one I'm thinking. Something that I go to the bar right after work, fill it up, something that's really just going to get me rolling. It's going to be called the Three Pint Buzz IPA. Okay. That's that's exactly what I'm looking for after like work is I don't want to drink. I don't want to have to drink like seven to get like a nice little thing going. I want to just be like bang, bang, bang. Good buzz. Going home. Let's not beat around the bush. That's no. exactly what I want. I see that on the menu. I'm like, oh, 
That's why I'm here. <laughs> Give yeah. it to me. Sign Not me only up. that, if I'm the owner of the brewery, then it encourages people to have three of them instead of just one. So, um, little marketing. That's a really good there, idea, right? Okay. I think we should open a brewery. Here's the next one. It's just a term I like to say. You maybe have never heard me say it, so you might not believe me. But this would be the best beer, the hazy IPA. I would call it impressed but not surprised. With that name, Noel, I am impressed but not surprised. Right, okay. There you go. That that was my uh, longer name of the bunch. It doesn't necessarily roll right off the tongue, but... Sometimes I think it's important kind of for like a beer menu at a brewery to have one of them that's like a little bit longer. You're like, because it's able to like sit there reading it and then like, oh, okay, okay. Exactly. Yes. Bingo. Okay. I'm into this. I'm into that. Here's a good one. And I think this one I'm picturing has like a quarterback on it. Okay. We're going to call it the Slingin' Pilsner. Ooh. Right. Now that is gold. Thank you. If you uh, open that at like a bar right outside of a stadium or something like that. Right. Or it's maybe like a retired quarterback who has his own brewery, right? Derek Carr, get Derek at us Carr, when your career is over. Pilsner. Let us know. You drinking that at a bonfire? Oh. You're tossing those cans you over and your the buddies bonfire. fixing oh, each gosh. other's mascara outside. It's going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> I sent you the the meme of uh, the uh, Mac um, from the yeah, Nightman. Yeah, yeah the Nightman one. Yeah, that's so funny. <laughs> you got to pop my cat eyes in. Um, <laughs> and lastly, this one was just for me, just for you and me. Um, this one would be like a lager. I'm going to call it General Sweat. <laughs> which is... <laughs> someone I can picture the joke. can already, which I really like. <laughs> I'm a very sweaty human being, and, you know, my friends are asking me, why am I sweating? Is it because I'm hot? Is it because I'm tired? Is it because, you know, some other reason? And I tell them, no, it's just general sweat. It's just, there's no reason for it. It's just there. I'm just, um, you started drinking, and it's like, maybe the temperature has risen like two degrees in the house you're in, or wherever you're at, and you're just, yeah. it's just kind of sweating. generally sweating now. Yeah, like, that's exactly. it. Exactly. And so, so I imagine my... that that's probably like a pilsner then, because this is like you're trying to drink a lot of it. I had that as a lager. So, a lager. Yeah, okay. essentially. So it's, it's, it's a Budweiser. Budweiser's a lager, right? Is it a lager? Yeah, I think you're right. That's what I meant. I think it is. That's what I meant. I, I get We're confused. on the same page. Yeah. So those are my options. Um, we don't have to choose one. They can all be part of my, part of my brewery. I, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling because those are four incredible names of beers. Thank you. I appreciate it. I appreciate like, it. it. It took some, it took some thought. I have to give you some feedback really quick. First, based off name alone, obviously, Slingin' Pilsner is just, that's just incredible. Anytime you can go with a pun. I personally think the one I'm most intrigued about is the Three Pint Buzz. That is Mm. fucking genius. It would catch your eye. Not even just good. That is genius. Because you're right. Somebody would go and be like, well, I have to have three of these. Like, am I actually going to catch a buzz now? (laughs) Am I going to have three? That's that's like the eight percenter. That's like, oof. It's getting up there. And then, yeah, General Sweat and Impressed But Not Surprised are, that's right in our, that's my wheelhouse. Okay, so. good. I'm I glad, mean, I'm glad. Um, we'll just let it simmer. Okay. I don't think we'd have to crown a winner. They're mm. all winners. Mm, just fantastic work, Noel. Thank you. I appreciate uh, it. Like you said, I actually just picked one. 
Good. Um, I, I decided if it was going to be a me beer, it's probably going to have some kind of like fantastical elements in it. Mm-hmm. I didn't know which way I wanted to go. And then I, it hit me. I was, I was really, I was convinced it was going to be a hazy if it was going to be my beer. Uh, and so I was trying to think of words that could be, you know, punned with hazy in some way. Like, I'm from Big Timber, Montana, Crazy Mountains. I was like, I was like, stupidly, is Hazy Mountain IPA taken? Yeah, by like 18 breweries or something like that. There's so many. There were several ideas that I typed in, and yeah, like nine breweries popped up. I'm like, oh, that's why I had that idea, because yeah. everyone's had that idea. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but then I got in this, like, so I was thinking of, like, things that we had done. I was thinking of, like, and it brought me back to our monster draft. And I was like, oh, vampires, what do we got here? So what I came to is if a brewery were to let me name or design my own beer, of course, be a hazy IPA course and it would be named the van hazing ipa like van helsing yeah i really like that yeah and so i don't have much description of the flavor obviously but i really am envisioning the can as uh the famed vampire hunter and the arch enemy of dracula outside of braun castle in transylvania with the crossbow like looking up at it and you can like see like Dracula, like, above the castle. I think that that would be, like, a pretty sick, eerie can. Thoughts? That is a sick-sounding can. I would be immediately drawn to it in the store. Right. Uh, The play on words is fantastic. The mythical creature aspect, that always draws me. And anytime you throw in a beast of some sort in the name, it it, it immediately draws you. You know? Right. That can range anywhere from a vampire to monkey to... Monkey. You know? Puppy, any any type of creature, <laughs> any type of really creature. Ups the just, game. It's especially because when you you obviously you're gonna make that more prominent. You, you see the picture, you're like, okay, I know that there's probably gonna be some wordplay here. What do we got? Exactly, it has to be. Yes. unless you're drinking Ninja versus Unicorn, no wordplay there. No wordplay at all. But <laughs> it had both ninjas and unicorns right. on it, and I bought it. So. Yeah, exactly. Van Hazing IPA. Uh, it's a hazy. I'm obviously gonna go for it. I think we're I think we're onto something. Maybe we I really are, think we are too. We need to name our brewery. I don't I don't feel like we should call it just the rookie just the rookie show brewery, but I mean like It's not good. No. Not a good brewery name. No. no. Maybe that'll be next week. Brewery. Maybe names. we just name our brewery the three pint buzz brewery. This is not bad at all. Oh, oh, oh. The 3PB brewery? <laughs> are you kidding me right now? <laughs> Oh my Holy word! Hell, all that's right, just good stuff. Coming soon. All right, coming in soon. Big Timber, Montana. Three, <laughs> mm, three PB. Uh, well, that was just fantastic. No, how about we get to some bad beats? What do we have for bad beats? Bad beats on the week. That was a fantastic opening to the pod. Uh, my quick bad beats are just have to mention it wasn't. It didn't happen to me, but anyone who bet the Browns plus three or plus three and a half. Suffered a brutal bad beat on the final play of the game. Bunch of laterals. Results in a safety. And Ravens win by five. After it looked like the Browns were going to win the game outright. So that's brutal. And then my only other bad beat is... It was a bad beat for all other defensive rookies in the NFL when Chase Young solidified his defensive rookie of the year spot this week. Um, Yeah, my only bad beat was also the Browns-Ravens game. That was insane. Mm. I... 
I would have absolutely lost my mind had I been on the losing end of that. Thank God I was not. The only one I can remember that was close for me was that uh, the Cowboys game when it hit the over on like the fumble recovery touchdown with when the time ran out. That was yes, pretty devastating. Yes. Right. But yeah. this was, I mean, a safety to lose the plus three cover is just insane. <laughs> Something about it being on Monday night just makes it worse. But it's just, I guess if you were a better, it's the last thing. It leaves the exactly. taste in your mouth for the whole week. Exactly. Ugh, yeah. Um, yeah, all right. That, not, not a pretty good week for us, so not, not many bad beats. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, what about Battlestar Galaxy Brain? What are you feeling? Give me, give me your score out of five. Out of five? I'm, a, I'm at a... At a three seven, maybe. Okay, um, I'm kind of up there too. I'll, I'll go first. You want to go first? Okay. I think you, you think you've been going first. I'll let you go second. Okay. All right. This is about wedding registry, something mm. that I may become uh, akin to here shortly. Right. That's not how you use it. Small that's brain. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell me how to use words, please. <laughs> All right. Small brain. Smartest way to do uh, wedding registry. Wedge, wedding registry. Wedding registry. <laughs> All right, let's see if I can get through this. Register at some of those home stores like Bed Bath and Beyond and Home Depot. William Sonoma, where... which is the name I couldn't remember before. What is it? William Sonoma. I've never heard of that. Is that okay. a store? Yeah, I tried to bring it up before and I couldn't remember the name. Or sur le table. Sur le table. Table. Sorry. Um, and that way you can get stuff for like a new home or, you know, smart adult things. Yes. That's the best way. To of do. course. A normal brain would be like, hey, let's register at like a Target or like a big department store where you can get important adult things, but also throw in some fun things. Maybe you want, you know, a basketball hoop or something like that. Of they course. got that shit at Target, right? Big brain, however. Okay. You register with all 30 MLB teams. You invite 120 guests to your wedding. Each guest buys one ticket to a baseball game. So you end up with four tickets per game at each stadium across the country. Then you take off the summer as your honeymoon and travel around the country with your significant other, hitting every single baseball stadium and inviting two friends with you at everywhere you go. That sounds fucking incredible selfishly that sounds amazing like that's a dream (laughs) and don't mind the fact that the baseball tickets probably cost average like 20 bucks a piece and the traveling is going to cost like thousands and thousands of dollars don't don't worry about that that's the thing is like once the baseball tickets run out like some people are going to buy two yeah maybe you just like you're like all right here's the travel fund now yeah jump in it exactly okay that was only the big brain I'm well aware. I'm excited. Galaxy Brain. You register on NBAShop.com and only ask for different variations of Grievous Vasquez jersey (laughs) teeth. This is the pinnacle. This is what your whole life has come to. Um, I can only imagine Katie's happiness and joy when she she goes to open (laughs) gifts and it's just 48 different Grievous Vasquez jersey tees and... One cutting board. I think he's got like seven teams, so you can go at least two colors for each team. I mean, you can really get wild. Get a couple right. Maryland, go for his high school, you know. Did he ever so play like, for the Clippers? I don't believe so. 
Ah, that's a bummer. Why you can try you to get the uh, the Clippers City Edition jerseys, which are, of course, the worst jerseys in the history of professional sports. I hate them so much. I do too. And and then like they'll they came out with all the City Edition jerseys on the on whatever a picture on Twitter, and everyone else has like nope something new and something cool. The and exact they're the exact same, same as last exact year. same. And no one likes them. I've I mean, not ever. I've never seen one good comment about the the Clippers city adjacent jerseys. They're awful. Who are I don't you gonna understand. hate? Are you gonna hate the Nets as much as you hate the Clippers? Um, I don't hate the Clippers. I don't. I wouldn't say. Really, I don't like them. Okay. Um, right. I don't Fair know. Enough. I might. You know what? I've honestly since KD left Golden State, I kind of like them again. Okay, I'm in on Golden State. Kyrie is determined to be the most hated player in the NBA, though. What the fuck is his deal? He's not trying to give us the time of day, the media. And what sucks is that I love Steve Nash. Uh, I love Steve Nash, but it's going to be hard to root for him. Yeah, I agree. Okay, that's my galaxy brain. (laughs) What is your galaxy brain? Pretty damn good. All right. Thank you. Um, All right. Mine is about uh, buying Christmas gifts if you are a broke slash college kid. Great. So this is just like more advice. Like these are your routes. I like it. Uh, normal brain, buying everybody something cheap but thoughtful because it's the holidays and it's the thought that counts. It's the thought. It's the thought. The big brain, using your student discount slash flex money in the bookstore to get everyone college gear from your school because you spent what little extra money you had to get drunk so that you had uh, you only had last minute shopping to do before you went home, which is, I mean, a staple. Right, of course. Yeah. You gotta up those uh, Pell Grants and student loans to get the extra flex dollars so you exactly. can buy your friend's bookstore stuff. Okay. Bingo. Galaxy Brain Take. So there's only three levels. Galaxy Brain Take. Buying surprisingly nice gifts for your whole family. Immediate family only because too many of these start to catch on. But buying all of them in the wrong size on purpose. You then act surprised and sad and say, oh, I'm so sorry. I'll take them back and send them out to you right away. But you don't do that. You just return them, and then you never spent any money at all because your family already got the satisfaction of opening a gift they may have been excited about. And I promise they will never ask you if you ever got the right size and send it off to them. You're off the hook until next year. I'm not sure how many times you can get away with this. <laughs> um, you may only, You may be only able to do like a few people each year. But this plan is genius and foolproof. Okay. I was at first thought I was thinking it's a one time thing and then you're fucked. But if you I agree, if you can spread it out to different groups, so like it wouldn't work with your immediate family if they're opening presents together right. more than once. You have to do all of them once. But if you have like a close friend that you do it with one year or whoever else, yeah, you could definitely spread it out. I don't think you could do it to the same person twice. No, because that would be pretty suspicious. They'd be like, you never got me that one last year. Like, can I just have the, the receipt and I'll just go do it myself? What if you get them the same one in the same size the following year? That would be amazing. Oh, no. Oh, that would just be the uh, one joke, I, I finally got the gift. Is it wrong again? You look smaller. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you could just keep it from year to year, not even return it. Mm. Keep giving them the same gift. See, that's the, that's the next level I needed. I needed to know a way to remove any extra shopping if possible. How are you doing on your Christmas shopping? I'm done. I finished up on uh, yesterday. Yeah, yesterday. I was on my mom's Amazon account and got the final three. Nice work. Thank what you. What did Mac get? 
Uh, he's going to listen to this, and I don't want to spoil it. Does Daisy listen? Daisy does. Li- maybe. I don't know. Do you want to just... I'll put them in. I'll tell you, and you can just beep them out. It'd be great. No. No, forget it. Good content. We'll talk later. Wait. What did Mallory get? I don't even know how to beep stuff, because uh, she listens. She listens. Okay, okay, okay. I'll tell you. Okay, okay. Um, all right. No, that'll do it for our Beers, Bad Beats, Battlestar Galaxy brain. All right. Now, on to sports, but something a little bit different. Ah. This week, we will not be recapping week 14 in the NFL. Instead, we're going to do a little segment inspired by our good friend and listener, Daniel Sally, our son as well. Oh, shouts. Shouts, Daniel. So we've called this loosely uh, Jekyll and Hyde quarterback, better and worse version. Um, quarterback light, I guess would be the way to put it, too. Mm. Do you have any other ideas of how we could call it? I don't know how to explain it that much better. No, I think Jekyll and Hyde is good, and we can call them heavy and light. What's the opposite? I guess it's, that doesn't make sense. Um, yeah, it's just uh, two quarterbacks that we decided to do active quarterbacks, right? Mm-hmm. That are similar in a lot of ways, and one's just better at the things that they do than the other one. Right. We're just so, making these so you're saying like, oh, that's Jamarcus Russell light, which obviously would not be a compliment to anybody, but... You get what, right. I, what we're saying. Like, oh, they're well, like, Drew Brees every, is light, I guess. Everyone's light compared to Jamarcus Russell. <laughs> Correct. Correct. Especially now. That joke. Nice. Nice. All right. But I think we each have three. Um, yeah. Do you want... Mm, I'll go first. Okay. Yeah. Let's hear your first one. Yeah. I'll start it off this way. I'm just going to okay. go homer pick. I think that Matt Ryan... Oh, this is what it should be. Is the, the poor man's pick, I mm, guess. The poor man's... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Matt Ryan is the poor, very, very poor man's Tom Brady. So they're mm. both basically the exact same size, 6'4", 225-ish. Tom is actually clutch, though, and can obviously win Super Bowls and win games late, and you really trust him for that. And right. he seems to do it all the time, whereas Matty Ice will let it slip away. And that's like the whole distinction is that Tom always has this grasp, and Matt Ryan has it sometimes, but it seems he seems to just kind of lose it on occasion um both run incredible end of the half end of game offense and two minute drills uh tom brady actually leads all active players with 38 and matt ryan has 30 it does seem though that uh, wait wait wait. what you didn't what are those 38 and 30 what comeback wins oh did i not oh, did i not explain i don't that? think My you bad. said that no oh it's both run incredible end of half end of game oh yeah you're right comeback wins those are comeback wins so they, what is it, what what constitutes a comeback? I win? think it's a game, a, a score. So it's a, when you lead a drive in the last like five minutes of a game when you're down by a score that puts you in the lead or something like that. Okay, got it. I, th- right, I think it's it. something like that. But Matt or uh, Tom Brady's career leader with 38, or not career career active leader with 38, and Matt Ryan is like fifth with 30. Okay. Um. So it's just kind of. It seems that Matt Ryan sometimes has all of what Tom Brady has. But probably like sixty percent, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think their playing style is obviously comparable. Not neither guy mobile, mm-hmm. um, pocket passers, good at standing in the pocket. Um, yeah, I, I think I said in a text to you earlier this week that he would be like the third world Tom Brady. That's fair. That's how much of a poor man Tom Brady is. Exactly. But and Matt I think Ryan that's is fair. an MVP caliber player, and there's going to be people arguing he's a Hall of Fame player. I don't know how you feel about it. 
it's going to be hard to argue when he finishes his career and he's leading the NFL all-time res- or passing yardage list. Yeah. So. Okay, it's a good comparison. I, okay. I can see it. I, I don't think it's too wildly uh, out there. Okay. What's your first one? My first one is Jacoby Brissett. Jake Brisket. Jake Brisket is the poor man's Big Ben Roethlisberger. Okay. I like they this. are bo- uh, both big dudes. Ben Roethlisberger, 6'5", 240. Jacoby, 6'4", 238. Big dude. Both of them are big, physically imposing guys, and they kind of lumber around. Um, they aren't, like, I wouldn't say either of them are unathletic, but you wouldn't necessarily expect them to make any plays with their legs they can they can move around in the pocket enough to, right. to get where they're going right, right, probably right. more so than matt ryan and tom brady um that's really it it's just the way they move their size and one's good one's bad that's as far as i went with that comparison i i don't hate it uh funny enough my next comparison is actually ben roethlisberger so okay this is perfect. Um, I, I do think there's a lot of similarities, like you're saying, between their size and if, if we're going if we're going good bad versions. Like obviously, Ben is like a starter, and Jacoby has like been capable, but mm-hmm. it's he seems like a very limited quarterback. But again, has the flashes where you see it. Right. Exactly. I mean, they, they, he w- the Colts had enough faith in him to pay him like twenty million a year, and that didn't work out so well. But he's got something there. He's got something. Um, so yeah, I guess maybe mine will be the bridge between the two. Okay. Uh, I'm going to another Matt next. I think that Matt Stafford and Ben Roethlisberger are the heavy light versions of each other. Uh, it just feels like they have that real gun- gunslinger mentality. Uh, they get banged up, but they always go out and play still. So, you know, like Ben's had, last year was his elbow thing, but he's always got something like he's on the car, he's on his little push cart thing. And then he's still playing that week. Matt, Matt yep. Stafford, the same thing, breaking his back, That's still true. trying to play. Mm-hmm. Um, ben has just gotten it done around a bigger stage, though, and he's had massive moments. I mean, for everything you say, but like maybe Matt Stafford now looks like probably the better passer. Ben Roethlisberger has had so many 500 yard passing games; it's absolutely insane. And he's obviously benefited by being on um, just quite frankly a better team, better organization. Yeah, but I think that they've had pretty similar numbers throughout their career. Probably their career paths are pretty similar. Uh, also have really both have really solid fat face. Another area that Ben Big Ben has a leg up in. That's something I think you just took me. You just got me there. Yeah, you know what I mean. I wasn't quite there, but now I'm there. The Stafford fat face, has underrated fat face. Staff, Stafford's kind of chipmunk face. Yeah. Uh, Big Ben similar. I like that. That brings up a very interesting comparison between two guys. In polar opposite situations, yep. Stafford with the quote-unquote empty stats, throwing for 5,000 yards in a season on shitty teams in Detroit, Big Ben winning Super Bowls in Pittsburgh. Um, in a vacuum, can you definitively say that Ben Roethlisberger is better quarterback than Matt Stafford? I don't know if I could, but, I mean, they're not in a vacuum. That's the thing. Right. It's like you could say... He's been benefited by great teams. All I mean, obviously he has by been benefited by great defenses and great players all his career. I mean, one of the greatest organizations in sports is the Pittsburgh Steelers. But like, maybe his numbers would be even better if he didn't need, if he didn't have to, like, or if they didn't always build a lead and he wasn't always up. You know what I mean? Maybe you never know. Yeah. 
Okay, I like that one. Thank you. All right, here's one that you're going to like. There's a guy, I don't know if you've heard of him. His name's Jameis Winston. Mmm, Squinston. Is the poor man's Phil Rivers. That's good. We've made this comparison before mm-hmm. uh, quite often last year, actually. Jameis, 6'4", 230. Phil, 6'5", a beefy 228. That kind of surprised me. I thought he was a little skinnier than that, but pretty damn similar Phil's size. Phil's hefty. Phil is hefty. Heck and um, large, might say. Both <laughs> both of these dudes put up gaudy passing stats. For example, Jameis led the league in passing yards last year, and Phil Rivers is number five all time in passing yards, which is just That's pretty crazy. wild. That's it's crazy. Breeze, Brady, Manning, Favre, Phil Rivers. It's like, same quarterbacks, all the same. Insane. He's it's, he's the he's the Frank Gore of quarterbacks. Yes. It's like how is he I, on exactly. this list? That's um, a great comparison. Th- Ooh, maybe that's where I should have gone with this. Yeah. Uh, both these guys love to turn the ball over. Philip Rivers has three over 300 turnovers in his career, which by my calculations is top nine worst, mo- most, most all time. Mm-hmm. And uh, we all know Jameis joined the 30 picks and 30 fumbles club last year. Um, fun fact, Jameis Winston, Aaron Rodgers, same number of career interceptions. <laughs> Basically the same career. Basically the same guy, if you, if you ask me. Uh, here's an interesting stat. Phil Rivers, 40 time. Want to guess? 4.5.28. No, 5.08. Okay, How that's about not that Janus's bad. about 40 time? 4.88. 4.97. Huh. Jameis slower than you think, and Phil, well, I guess not necessarily faster than you Anything think. Anything around is five is really not that bad. But the point is, they're only separated by .11 seconds in the yeah, it's kind of, that is kind of wild. You'd think it'd you be a think lot of Jameis as being like he's had some plays where he's had scrambles and stuff, but he's not fast. No, I guess he's he's athletic in the sense that he can bounce off hits and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But anyway, neither guy fast, nearly really a runner. And then, of course, they both love to find bizarre ways to lose games. So that's the that's the main comparison is these dudes are not they're hard to bet on because one week you think they're the best ever and one week they're just atrocious. And Mm -hmm. uh, that's why I made that comparison. I like the comparison a lot, actually. I I was thinking of trying I was trying to find one for Phil and I kept coming back to like a, a Derek Carr comparison that I didn't really like that much. Um, and I think that this one's pretty apt. I did see another stat the other day that was Jameis still leads the league in interceptions over the last two years, which is kind of wild. <laughs> he hasn't played this year. That is wild. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah, I mean, and I, if, if watching games, like you just said, like, I can't think of any quarterbacks who have lost more games in the fourth quarter than those two. Right. Yeah, for sure. I, I mean, we, I wish we had pro football reference. Yeah, I know. Fuck you, pro football. Pro, yeah, pro football reference. Got turning Wikipedia time. threatens to be paid and never does. And now they're like, we can't stay open if you don't give us money. I did actually, for the first time the other day, I was on there and I really considered tossing them a couple bucks. I've considered it, to be honest. I've, I'm pretty sure they put something up. I use the up shit out of Wikipedia. Now. I'm pretty sure they say now when you go, they say, we can tell that you frequent Wikipedia. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which they probably just say to everybody. Everybody. But I feel like they know. I'm like, I do. Yeah, I do. A lot. Any Hoosiers, what's number three for you? All right, my last one. <clears throat> I want to give you an oddball here. Oh. So I'm going to give you that 
Ryan Fitzpatrick, an all-time great backup quarterback. Yes. His poor man is Case Keenum. Keenum has now been on six teams in nine years. Fitzmagic is eight and 16. At times, have looked like incredibly competent quarterbacks, like the last two years of the Dolphins. Fitz has looked pretty great, except for a few times. Uh, Keenum started for the Vikings for a couple years. Even the Rams looked pretty great for a couple of times. Yes. Uh, but, I, I mean, he also seems like a guy who's just going to be in the league forever because he's probably really likable. He, he obviously knows the offenses. It's just, quite frankly, they just don't have the talent of the guys that they're the placeholders for. Uh, the, the, the thing that makes Fitzpa- uh, Fitzpatrick the good version, I guess, yeah, the rich man's version, uh, is that he just has the it factor. Like, he's going to wow you. He's thrown for five touchdowns in a game, and Keenum just doesn't quite have that. Okay. Uh, Redskins legend Case Keenum. That's on right. The, on the pod. Right, right, right. Um, I love that. I love comparing journeyman quarterbacks. It's got to be one of the more fascinating professions in the United States. Yeah. I mean, it'd be pretty it'd be pretty cool. You look back on it like okay. This is going to be an interesting question. Maybe we should do this one time. List quarterbacks versus Ryan Fitzpatrick and ask whose career you'd rather have. Cuz having Ryan Fitzpatrick's career would be pretty cool. Like every he's made he's a lot of money. On, hasn't every team's fan base that he's been on don't they all go, oh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, I loved him. Yeah, like, of course. There's no, he doesn't leave and like leave a bad taste in anybody's mouth, whether it's Tampa Bay, Miami. I think he played for Houston. Buffalo, they loved Buffalo. him because he beat, he beat uh, uh, New England. Um, yeah, I mean, I, oh, the Jets. I don't know if he did much for the Jets. But anyway, I think that would be an interesting thought. Like, obviously, you'd want to have Phillip Rivers' career because he's fifth all-time in passing yards. But at the same time... People only look at Philip Rivers like one way. It's like big stats never did anything and not that like fun to think about. That's a good point. It's like <clears throat> Fitzmagic never quite reached that point where people were like, he's good enough. Why isn't he winning Super Bowls? They're just mm-hmm. like, that guy's a fun quarterback. And he's like, everybody's like, yeah, we got a placeholder for the next couple of years until we get like a number one draft pick, which is great. And uh, this guy's a genius and really everybody kind of rallies around him. They like him. We win, we win at least four to five really fun games every year. Yeah. That sounds pretty great to me. They pay him a lot of money to do it. I've wanted to do a, uh, maybe we'll do it sometime, like name, not that Ryan Fitzpatrick would be on this list, but name the top three celebrities you would trade places with or something like that. Mm. That might be a pot idea. Maybe. Okay. Come back to that. Um, okay, good. Keenum and Fitzpatrick. I like it. My last one is going to be one that... Uh, is not uncommon to hear, but I'd like to bring it up again. Okay. It's going to be, when it's all said and done, it's going to be probably a debate on who's the rich and who's the poor. But for now, I'm still going to say Josh Allen is the poor man's Cam Newton. Have you heard this comparison before? Um, Similarly, both Big ass dudes, right? Cam Newton, 6'5, 245. Josh Allen, 6'5, 237. Unlike Big Ben and Jacoby Brissett, these dudes are ridiculously athletic. Um, both very dangerous running the ball. That's where actually you could argue a majority of their value lies. I know Josh has been pa- passing very well this year. Um, both of them, though, have questionable accuracy when they're pressured 
and when things aren't going well. But they both have kind of that potential where both these guys could be MVP caliber players if things, you know, kind of fall the right way for them. They have very high ceiling, but also their floor is a below average quarterback, even in their prime. Mm-hmm. So I'm talking, I'm not talking this year's Cam Newton, obviously, because right, Josh Allen is much better than Cam Newton right now. Mm-hmm. But I'm talking prime Cam Newton, who was an MVP, who went to Super Bowl, who went 15 and 1. Um, I think style wise, Josh Allen is much more traditional pocket passer who then can scramble, whereas Cam Newton, you know, was was a read option and stuff like that. But just from a physical standpoint and an ability standpoint, that's where the comparison goes. Yeah, no, I uh, I I was kind of not scoffing, but I was a little hesitant on this take right right yep. away but it, mm-hmm. it, it is hard to remove like you, you really have to go think of those like the four prime years of cam newton in carolina he was so fucking good so Very good yeah uh even as a passer he was like he did more than what they asked him to do uh i mean he did enough he obviously won an mvp they went to a super bowl yeah um and that's why i was like oh my god josh is way better but no i mean Quite frankly, he's even this season for Josh, he's been awesome. Not as good as Cam Newton's MVP season. No, not at all. Um, but Josh has a lot of potential to grow, too. A lot of potential, and he, quite frankly, has been slinging the rock like a madman. And that's the Pilsner. only... Slinging Pilsner. That's, that's, I guess, the one thing that he has up is that, even at this point, like Josh is definitely a better passer than Cam ever was, but what Cam added on the run game, I think, makes him more important. Yeah. I don't um, think it's a perfect comparison. It's not my favorite one. I think I, like I, it, I would I would hesitate to say better passer than Cam ever was right now. I don't think that's true at all. I think Josh Allen's stats, passing stats this year are are as good or better than what Cam's had. But like Cam's, I mean, watch the tape of Cam's MVP season, and that dude was just threading darts the whole year. I think better. Maybe that was a one year anomaly. But I don't think Josh Allen's been that good yet. Okay. That's fair. Okay. All right. Good. All right. That was a uh, little bit of NFL recap. All right. Quick intermission. I had to get beer number two. This is a longer pod than we both expected. Noel, after our NFL recap, I was reminded this weekend how much I love charcuterie boards. Oh. While uh, while decorating our Christmas cookies, Graham's wife, Alina, prepared this lovely charcuterie board for us. And I was just thinking about how incredible each cheese pairing is with a nice salame. So before we get into our main event here, which is a cheese draft, I would like to give you a shallow dive on cheese. A coin shallow dive. I would love nothing dive. more than for you to educate me on cheese. And away we go. And the listeners. They would love it. So, no. <clears throat> cheese is a dairy product derived from the milk of cows, buffalo, goats, or sheep. Or do you have something to say? No, I'm just pointing. Oh, go ahead. Okay. During production, the milk is usually acidified and en- enzymes are added to cause the casein, protein, in the cheese to coagulate. Cheese is an ancient food whose origins predate recorded history, and there is no conclusive evidence of where it originated. But 
the practice had spread within Europe prior to Roman times, and the earliest proposed dates for the origin of cheesemaking are around 8,000 B.C. <laughs> yeah. So, so before the invention of cans. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty close, though. <laughs> neck and neck. The earliest evidence dates back to 5,500 B.C. in Kujawia, Poland. As for the production of cheese, Noel, the European, the European Union as a whole produces 9 million tons of cheese per year. Whoa. As of 2014, so I'd imagine more now. United States in second with 5.5 million. Uh, Germany third at two. Mm. France, Iceland, Finland, Denmark, and Germany... Are they were the highest consumers of cheese in 2014, averaging 55 pounds of cheese per person per year. Oh, <laughs> that's a lot of cheese. That's so much cheese. <laughs> Let's see, 55 into 350, like a seventh of a pound of cheese every single day. Yeah, that's a lot of cheese. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, that'll do it for the shallow dive. Now, Noel, let's get into our cheese draft. I'm sure you're wondering right now if it's cheeses on their own, like a charcuterie board, or cheese on something like burgers or salads or a melted cheese. And the answer to all of those questions is yes. Mm. It all factors in, and that's what makes the no criteria way of drafting incredible. Everything is in play. We will be conducting a draft of top five cheeses with on menches at the end. I have a couple of questions for you. Please ask. Are we separating out the Jack cheeses? Colby Jack, Cheddar Jack, Pepper Jack. I say yes, we separate them. Agreed. Okay, cool. Can you draft queso? It's on my big board. I'm going to put it yes, then, for <laughs> drafting queso. Do you have any other questions for me? I have none. I, I've already, I'm already upset that you've, you've now given some criteria. I wish it were just I should have free for all right away. <laughs> I wanted to argue about drafting queso, but that's all right. We can still argue about it. I'll, I'll, you, when can. you draft it, I will, uh, I'll, I'll give some rebuttal. Okay, fair enough. All right. Um, what do you think? How should we decide oh, who man. goes first? I don't know. Maybe we should flip a coin. coin? And that is what I will do. I don't know what I'm going to call yet. I have, again, the uh, Falcons ball marker. Uh, Falcons head will be heads. Atlanta Falcons side will be tails. Tails never fails, baby. It is heads. Fuck. Uh, It fell. Okay. Of course it did. All right. This is a tough one. I feel like we both have very similar cheese tastes. But I, I, think, I think you might be suppressed. Yeah, I know. I have one on my list. I thought about taking it early just to piss you off, but okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to do that. Okay. I'm gonna just take. Uh, I'm just gonna take mozzarella number one. Oh, I think that. Wow. <laughs> I don't know why. Why are you laughing? I because I, I squeaked or yeah, a little bit of uh, a squeak. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Uh, I think that uh, its versatility on pizza is very important, as well as the, um, what's what's the caprese salads? I like mm. some caprese, and of course, some scooter board. Yeah. I think that getting the main topping to pizzas is very important, so I'm just going to be taking mozzarella number one. Thoughts? You know what? 
Um, I had it at six on my big board, but that's because there was no criteria. If there were criteria where we specified before the list or the draft that if you don't draft this cheese, you never get to have this cheese again the rest of your life, which maybe we are doing that. Um, I feel like that's that's kind of like the criteria of all of our drafts. Okay, right, exactly. In that case, my pizzas are screwed. Yeah, I mean, you're it's kind probably of fucked it's here. the best food there is. I'm, I'm screwed. Uh, great pick. That's all I'm going to say. Okay, thank you. Noel, your first pick. My number one pick in the cheese draft. Cream cheese. Fuck, that's such a good pick. It's yeah. Such a good pick. Cream cheese uh, is hella noopid good on bagels. <laughs> Have you ever had it on a bagel? Um, I had a bagel with cream cheese this morning. It was fantastic. It was very good. It was so good. Um, Jalapeno cheddar bagel, cream cheese. It was amazing. You can make all kinds of dips with it. Buffalo chicken dip and, uh, you know, cream cheese. You just dip stuff in it. You dip wheat thins in it. Of course. Um, You can make desserts with it. Cream cheese frosting is, like, the only type of frosting that's worth eating. Strawberry pretzel salad. Um, Yes. Bingo. Versatility is there, and I know it's not thought of as a as a typical cheese, but it's it's in the name. So cream cheese number one. Uh, no, I'm I'm really glad that you have this in your list. Actually, glad in a sense. Mm. Bummed of sorts. This was number four on my big board. Mm-hmm. Um, a great a great great pick, honestly. Like of Thank cheeses, you. especially one of the reasons I picked mozzarella is because of how frequently I have pizza, and that's like an everyday cheese. You're gonna need it. Bingo. That's the same with cream cheese. Like, this is very prevalent in my life. You're going to yes. want that. You're going to need it. Yep. Yeah. Like, obviously, no there's some you. cheeses you're like, oh, this is a great cheese. You ever paired it with this? I'm like, yeah, once every four months, maybe I have that. I don't know. <clears throat> exactly. Cream yes. cheese, a staple. Great pick, Noel. Thank you. All right. Number two for me, I'm going to be picking P-Jack cheese. Uh, Pepper Jack cheese will be my next pick, specifically of the Tillamook variety. Tillamook. Mm, smart. That's smart. Great, great cheese. I was looking at some cheese rankings before we did this. Um, three of the top 12 they had listed were from the Tillamook Brewery. Or brewery. Uh, <laughs> cheese. Cheese. Factory. I don't know. Cheesery? Cheesery. Cheesery. Yeah. That's how it is. That sounds it like. Is. Yeah, right. exactly. Creamery. Cheese creamery. Store. Tillamook Creamery. Okay. That's what it is. Yeah. Um, Tillamook nearby me in Wisconsin, correct? No, Tillamook, Oregon. Right. Tillamook, Oregon. <laughs> the rest of the cheese, though, comes from Wisconsin. That's right. That's correct. All other cheese is from Wisconsin. If I Let me check my stats here. Yes. Yeah, that's correct. It's that's, either Wisconsin or Oregon. Right. Um, yeah, you can't go wrong with P-Jack. It's fantastic on its own. It's fantastic on sandwiches, fantastic on burgers. Right. Uh, with a nice little slice of salami. You can't go wrong. I had the other day... We're just wrapping up some sliced pepper jack with some sliced salami. Just eating oh, that is a so, nice so, snack. So, so, so good. Great. Great snack. I think it takes uh, breakfast sandwiches to the next level, too. Interesting. That's that's very interesting and really draws into my next pick. Ah, my man's taking the cheddar. Go on. No. Mm-hmm. Wrong. <laughs> I'll be taking one that I'm not sure is on your board. I don't give a shit. I will be taking American cheese. It's on my board. And that Unranked. is... Unranked. Including craft singles, American cheese is just listen. I, I I heard it's a dying product. I heard that millennials don't like American cheese Fuck because em. it's 
Yeah, fuck them. Kraft Singles, in my opinion, the best cheese for grilled cheese sandwiches. In my opinion, if you're going to do an over-easy egg sandwich, a runny egg sandwich, I want I want a Kraft Single on that bitch. If you're doing some funky gourmet breakfast sandwich, throw some pepper jack on there, sure, I get it, but I want the Kraft. Um, also, it's very good just to eat by itself. <laughs> if you're drunk. <laughs> I thought that was actually, cream cheese for actually, you too. <laughs> I lost my train of thought in mid sentence, so I had to, I had to say that. Um, okay. But really, it's just grilled grilled cheese sandwiches. Oh, and burgers. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Um, obviously, Pepper Jack's great for burgers, but so is American cheese. I mentioned this on the pod one time. The famous burger joint in Chicago uses Kraft Singles on their famous burgers. Um, so you know you're doing something right there. Oh, yeah. Sorry. One last thing. That includes. Subway's American cheese, which is white American, which is also very good. Okay. Uh, yeah, no. You know what? I'm gonna. I'm not even going to argue. I thought about fake arguing against your Kraft Singles for a minute, but I mean, it's, I was, of course I'm going to give you the Kraft Singles on your American I, cheese. I don't expect that to be... It could it's go not going to be controversial. Way. It's not going to be controversial. No, but I don't think it's a um, crowd pleaser pick. I don't think most people want to be seen liking Kraft Singles. I, I disagree. I think there's a lot of people oh. out there like, you know, when they sell... And they say uh, you want to gotta let your freak flag fly. Mm, that's how I that. feel about craft singles. You've never heard that? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. Well, I live in Portland. Okay, so people so maybe that's stand a... craft singles. Either. I think that a lot of people really stand okay. craft singles. And then it um, was a crowd pleaser. I have it on here. I kind of figured you would take it. I wasn't going to. Yeah. But uh, to your point about putting them on breakfast sandwiches, a fried egg. I. I just like being here with like the Tillamook right by us. I I usually just get like Tillamook cheese. Wait, you live in Wisconsin? Yeah, I live in Wisconsin. Um, I usually just get Tillamook cheese. Sometimes it just doesn't melt right on my Mm. breakfast sandwiches or my burgers. Mm -hmm. And that is something that Kraft Singles and American cheese has over most of, if not all, other cheeses is that it was made to be put on top of things. It's made. It's the most meltable. It's the most meltable. Yeah, do they have that on the package? It probably says that on the package. The most meltably, individually wrapped slices of cheese is kind of freaky. Yeah, it's it's a little weird, man. It's not ideal. Like I don't. I don't. I I promise you, I have no interest in looking at the process of individually wrapping those cheeses. I don't want to see it. Just it's just one guy. Count me out. Like they're gonna be like Netflix is like, here's how it's made. Craft single slices. Be like, "Mm, I'm out. I'm good. I'll eat them. I do not want it. They have a small Indian man who just individually wraps every single slice. It's the guy from the Burger King Tiny Hands commercial. I've got these tiny hands, yes. <laughs> All right, what do you got for All number right, two? Third pick. Three. Yeah. Uh, might not also be popular, it will, but uh, this is what I pick as my side for everything. I'm picking blue cheese. Taking blue mm. cheese three. Uh, I think it's the best salad topping. Not a big ranch guy. Um, I like blue cheese because it pairs extremely well with buffalo, buffalo sauce. So buffalo wings, those are all the things you get to enjoy with your blue cheese. Yeah. Um, you get to put it, blue cheese crumbles. I assume that we're good there. Like you get the what? melted blue cheese. Yeah, fuck yeah. off. Yeah, of yeah course you so get that's, that's all good to me. Um, big fan of blue cheese. The right combination of toppings on a burger, including blue cheese, is just hits the spot just right. Interestingly enough, 
Um, I had mozzarella pea jack blue cheese as six, seven, eight on my board. Oh. So, so far I haven't lost any of my top five, but you're just going right down my list. Good pick coin. Thank you. With number three, I am in fact going to take the controversial queso. Um, Okay. I, I would say... You throw a little of that on your Qdoba burrito. Shouts Qdoba over Chipotle. Shouts Dubs. Really, really hits the spot. And then, of course, the chips and queso. Um, I don't really have a lot else to say about it. I just feel like it, it throws something different into the mix. And I'm a, I'm a pretty big queso proponent. If I'm at a Mexican joint and I'm given the choices of dips, it's probably number one for me. It's It's better than guac. I agree. Me. I mean, we've we've been over this. Guac is a very overrated dip right. in itself. Mm-hmm. You know, um, queso is a decent pick, and it's. I think that if if you're going for versatility of cheeses, I mean, if we're if we're looking at again, we gave no criteria. It's like, are you building a starting five? Do we want complementary pieces? Mm. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but I think that if we were, queso is a fantastic pick. Arguably, a glue guy. Uh, maybe a point guard. I don't know. We don't know. I, I think I'm going for the, the least healthy. I have cream cheese, craft singles, and queso so far, so I wouldn't be good on the, the health. Getting the cream cheese and queso wasn't something I anticipated you doing, to be honest. I thought that cream cheese is going to be a steal. Do you for know me. like what I eat? Like, Do you know who I am? How did I've you seen, not anticipate Maybe that? Maybe I'll post the video of you eating that cream cheese packet for the push this week on through Instagram. <laughs> If I was drunk, I'd eat this whole cream cheese packet. <laughs> That's good. I yeah. Post that. Can I? Sure. Uh, yeah, I don't care. Well, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Okay, cool. I will do that then. All right, what do you got for uh, four? <clears throat> number four. So my next one off the board is one that I know you want. But I don't know even... I feel like I ranked it higher just because I know you, you want it. You want to take it from me? Yeah. And I think I will because this would give me a charcuterie board cheese. I will be taking brie. I will be taking brie number four. I had brie at four on my list. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was coming next. Well done. You waited to the last possible moment to snatch it up from me. Uh, probably, I have to say, this is the best value pick in 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 draft history or pretty close. I just I, I, honestly, I thought that it would be one of your top two picks. Like I was okay. looking, at it, I was like, I can't not take it now. Right now that it dropped to four, you went, oh, it's Russell Wilson in the third round. Yeah, exactly. We'll scoop, we'll scoop his ass up. Exactly correct. Um, I love brie. You know that. It's nothing like it. You can eat it with crackers or bread or apples or you know anything nice and warm and toasty. Oof. I will say. Um, so I don't know what it was. The first like time or two it might be how my mom does brie i don't know if she knows how to like serve up brie because i feel like it's always way too hard in her house and it sucks it's really grown on me a lot mm. except for this weekend uh nikki's so nikki's mom sent her this like hot cranberry jam thing and it's phenomenal and it's like specifically for like charcuterie board spreads and it pairs really well with brie so we went and got like brie from this the store near here and i was like we are like, looking at the normal ones, just, like, the normal breeze. And I was, like, let's just spend a little more and, like, get this, like, kind of nicer one. Fucking worst breeze I've ever had. Smelled like trash. Mm. Awful. I couldn't believe it. I felt bad that I told her to spend more when I knew that there was one I liked that was, like, 
$8 less right next to it. But uh, See, I, that's why I refuse to buy Brie. I only eat Brie when presented in settings when it's somebody that's confident in their Brie preparing ability. And that was that was my mistake. What, what I normally do, obviously, is just go into any situation, speak confidently. People mostly listen to you. And uh, <laughs> I just quite I had no idea what I was talking about, especially in terms of Brie. Not to disqualify <laughs> ourselves from a cheese draft by any means, but. I made a mistake, you know? It's an honest mistake. Please don't take that as lack of expertise on cheese. I have eaten so much cheese. You have no idea. We are expert cheese eaters. (laughs) That doesn't mean we're expert cheese preparers. You don't think I've wrapped a piece of ham around a stick of American cheese? I have. You don't think I've sat there after 19 PBRs and ate seven craft singles? I have. (laughs) That's correct. (laughs) We are qualified, goddammit. All right, Noel, what is your fourth pick? All right, fourth pick. We're getting into the sleepers now. Yep, 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 yep. I'm going to pick a very specific cheese. I'm going to take the tiny little baby bell wheels of cheese. A good pick. I don't know what type of cheese yeah, they are. What kind of cheese those are? We I could think look that up. Might it's be white. <laughs> oh, if it's something that we've already picked, is that what you, uh, you think? Or is it American? I've just wasted a pick Looking. on something that I already have. If it is, I will give it to you, and you can pick again. How's that? It, if it's American. Okay. It's white cheddar, so you're Ooh, good. Okay. That's, you're good. You're good. You know what? Maybe, can I just take white cheddar, or does that does no, that just take white cheddar. Take white cheddar, I, and then I will include, I would include Baby Bell. Okay, but I don't want regular cheddar. No, that's fine. Don't you give me yellow cheddar. No, 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 you got white cheddar. It's okay. okay. It's okay. It's okay. White cheddar. I'm, I'm stoked about that pick. White um, cheddar? White cheddar's a fun one that Why you dog? get on burgers at breweries, and you go, mm, mm. You, you notice the cheese, right? You right. You go, mm, white cheddar. You're absolutely right. But the Baby Bells, uh, we sometimes get the, the bulk pack from Costco, and I just mow on those things. And they're fun to open. So They are very fun to open. Um, I, I don't hate the pick. I really don't. Okay. It's not bad at all. Uh, I figured that you would go with a couple more snacky ones. Yes. So I included guy. those into my list. Yeah. I've got a couple directions I want to go here. I've got my, I still have my six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. They're all there. I'm really considering feta and goat cheese. I've got Parmesan at six, but I don't know how I feel about it. It's tough. So I want one just as a topping. What I think I will be taking is my number seven overall, which is provolone, because I think that it is the best on Philly cheesesteaks, which I think is incredibly important. Like As far as something that has cheese in its name as something that I eat often enough, provolone is so good on cheesesteaks that I need it in my arsenal. We went through the exact same thought process, I thought. What's the best on Phillies? I actually thought you were going to take provolone sooner. I thought okay. you would be so... I am a big provolone fan. I like it on sandwiches a lot. Another cheese that pairs extremely well with salami. D- agreed. I left provolone off my list because that's really the only time I'm getting provolone is on Phillies. Fair. But I love Phillies and I get them often. So uh, I love the rationale there. And mm-hmm. I think you uh, made a smart move there. I mean, think about, I, I love your arsenal. We went in polar opposite directions. 
Um, but yeah, gosh, we did. You, I actually you're, like you're it very, a lot. Yeah, you're very diverse in what you can do with your arsenal. Whereas I'm, well, cream cheese crafts. I mean, it's in different ways. It's very strange. We went different routes. All right, my last pick. Yep. I'm gonna go with the powder in a box of mac and cheese. Because now you are unable to make a box of mac and cheese. You have to use, I guess you just have to like melt cheese on it. Like, Mm, I don't know. Like you're I have to make like, like the, like fancy mac and cheese every time. That's lame. I guess since I'm only taking powder, you could have the Velveeta, which is pretty good actually. So you want cheddar cheese powder. I want cheddar cheese powder from the Kraft mac and cheese box. So you want this as specific as possible. Yes. Kraft mac and cheese box powder. No one's ever said it was a value pa- uh, value pick. I, no I, one ever. I no I, one ever said I, it was a. Good I want pick. you to know that I did not at any point say this is a bad pick. I think it's a good pick. I love Listen, Ma- Kraft mac and cheese boxes. I uh, everything on my big board is gone except for that and cheese curds, which I considered. Uh, but I went with the powder from the box of Kraft mac and cheese instead. Again, not an awful pick. I like I like what you you're saying. Yeah, you're right. We went completely different directions. Like I went yes. with diversity of cheeses, like things I could do with so so so. Mm-hmm. You're like, yeah. what is the most immediate satisfaction cheese I could possibly get? And it is these five cheeses. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. And you're like the chef. You're like I could throw mozz on this bitch, some brie, some fucking blue cheese. Ah, like I, I love what you did. But I could see what I... And honestly, looking back at my list, I go, hmm, I'm going to lose this vote again. <laughs> but I, I love... Listen, I got all my I'm just a better topics. drafter than you. It's okay. It's I wish I had gotten Brie. That's my only regret. I wish I'd gotten Brie. I should have I should have taken Brie at three. That's I honestly think that uh, your list gains a lot more respect just by having Brie for diversity's sake. Right, exactly. Instead, I, I look like a very white trash list. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like you drafted from a trailer home. <laughs> Um, uh, baby it, bell is the most cultured cheese I chose. I just put white cheddar. I'll put baby bell next to it though. It's all put good. baby bell, or put white cheddar parentheses baby bell. Okay, I can do that. Or including baby bell, perhaps. All right. Okay. Uh, that'll do it for the draft. Oh. Uh, recap. You want to give your top five? Go. Yeah, I got cream cheese. I got American, including craft singles. I got queso. So I got the two the the foreign diversity American and Mexican. Right, that's um, important. I got uh, baby bell white cheddar, and I got the powder from the box of Kraft mac and cheese. That's also big. Uh, w- can you give me really quick what what were the rankings of those five in your list? One, two, three, nine, and five. Hmm. Okay. Uh, I got mozzarella, pepper jack, blue cheese. Brie and provolone, Oof. and for me those were one, two, three, five, and seven. Yeah, so we pretty much got our our top. I feel like we, we got what we wanted to. Yeah. I we we knew which one was going to be there for you. P Jack was six for you. You said seven or mozzarellas. Okay, Mo- I went mozz, P Jack, blue, six, seven, eight. In that order too, and that's funny. I know. Oh wait, I have on Menchies real quick. Yeah, 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 for sure. We're not done yet. Go on. Havarti. Oh, where you're doing on Menchies too? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I like Havarti 
as a one that's on a charcuterie board. Nice, nice texture. Also on my on menchies list. Okay. I love a good Havarti. And then I had provolone, and then I had cheese whiz, just because I gotta have something on my fillies. If you're taking provolone from me, I probably lean provolone, but it is what it is. Those are my on menchies. That's it. I got cheese whiz on board. Um, I have on menchie to string cheese as well. Something that mm. I've become, I've come to like a lot more in the last few years. I don't know what it was. I kind of hated them when I was a kid. Okay. Um, feta. I love Greek food, so I'm going to make, tonight I'm making some um, stuffed, what are those called? Lambs. Not cucumbers. They're the ones. Zucchinis? Thank you. Zucchinis. Making some stuffed zucchinis with like chicken, like a whole Greek dish, and it's going to have feta crumbles on top. It's going to be fantastic. Last honorable mention is gorgonzola. Bit of a stinky cheese, but uh, we used to have these like gorgonzola topped steaks when I was in high school at my buddy Sterling's house. Incredible. A flavor I'll never forget. I thought gorgonzola would be under the umbrella of blue. Is it? I, th- I think you might get gorgonzola. Okay. Well, great. I'm happy about that. Right. Uh, reverse on Menchi to. Uh, Cottage cheese. If you were in a draft and you drafted cottage cheese, I would have been like, get the fuck out of here, man. I don't know. I also have a reverse on menchie for cottage cheese as well as <laughs> as well as yellow cheddar cheese. I was waiting to this. Oh, cheddar cheese. really? Okay. Regular cheddar cheese is weak. If, you, if you're at a brewery and you order cheddar on your burger... Just don't fucking just vanilla, man. Table. That's yeah, lame. Not not vanilla in a good way because vanilla milkshakes are fantastic. Like vanilla, like boring. What do we think about beer cheese? Beer cheese soup, great. Yeah, good. Yeah. Okay. No, Graham always got that at the brew house. It's fine. Graham liked it. Yeah, so it sucks. No, Reverse elementary. Uh, last last question. How do you feel about Swiss? Better than I no cheese. Couldn't agree more. <laughs> Middle of the road cheese. What a. Everybody's like, cheese. oh, yeah, you know, a mushroom Swiss burger? I was like, you could make a mushroom any other cheeseburger and it'd probably be just as good, but okay. Right. Like, like well am, I, am I clamoring that burger specifically because it has Swiss cheese on it? No. No, I'm not. Do you think the only reason that mushroom Swiss exists is because it's to make Swiss cheese seem better because it's juxtaposed to mushrooms? gotta be there's, it's, it's like it's it's a it's a push by big swiss yeah i'm gonna like a, we gotta create this burger that's gonna make people actually buy our uh, cheese which our NBA shit cheese that sucks nickname big swiss <laughs> it's uh it's actually under the umbrella of k swiss their shoes weren't doing well either so they, like, oh my they sold gosh. coupons of mushroom swiss burgers <laughs> The kids that shoes. wore K-Swiss to school were the kids that wore and ones to basketball practice. <laughs> I had a pair of K-Swiss at one point. They were sick. And I couldn't afford and ones or else I would have worn them. Uh, all right. Hey, that'll do it for our draft. Let us know how we did. Let us know if we missed a cheese. I highly doubt it. There's a... Actually, I very much doubt it. There is uh, literally... 1800 types of cheeses i think in the world we hit like the main ones so i, I think don't they're know. infinite yeah infinite cheese. <laughs> all right uh noel let's move into our week 14 recap and get into our bets for week 15 okay let me know how you did how'd you do on week 14 one for two sadly on my bets i had texans over bears that was a disaster um I had saints over eagles which killed everybody 
Nobody saw that one coming, but good work by Jalen Hurts. But I did have Chiefs over 28.5 points, which looked bad at first, and then all of a sudden they scored like 20 points in 10 minutes, and it hit very early. I think they only ended up with 30 because they didn't score the rest of the game, but it was a a good bet. Uh, I was the same. Uh, One for two here. I had Larm. Minus six at home for the Pats. That was an easy one. They kicked the shit out of them on Thursday night. It's good to get an early win out. Nice. Uh, the teaser, like you said, the Saints killed that one. And then I had over 49.5 in the Falcons-Chargers game. Just yuck. I should just, just yeah. never, ever touch a Falcons game again. I hate them so much. I'm They've pretty sure the Falcons so were like, oh, you're going to bet on this game, but not the spread? <laughs> Watch this. Yeah. They, that, they knew. Exactly what it was. guys. It's, it's awful, man. Ugh, it's so frustrating to watch. <clears throat> All right, let's move into next week's picks, though. We got Teaser Night Football back. Oh. Jers at the Durs. The, sorry, the Los Angeles Chargers at the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, Raiders are minus 3.5, over-under at 53. Might have moved down to 52.5. I don't know if you had it up. I saw 53 as well. Okay, 53. Um, great yeah, name for- game, by the way. Fresh, A great name game. Jers at Durs, as yes. he mentioned. Uh, we are fresh off another loss after the Patriots can only muster three points when we tease the over. But any Hoosiers, um, is this the biggest stay-away game of all stay-away games? Has there ever been a more. game couldn't that just more. said, please don't bet on me more than this? The Raiders just fired the defensive coordinator after giving up so many points to every team they just play. Ugh. It's ugly. Uh, the Raiders won 31-26 to last time they played this year. The Raiders are a Hail Mary against the worst team in the league away from being on a four-game losing streak, including a 43-6 to loss to your Atlanta Falcons. So yep. they are in a tailspin. I'm going to say I'd, I'm just going to take the points. I, I would go for a full seven-point teaser to go to 10.5 over 43 is how I would lean. But I could be talked either way. 43? Oh, 40. shit, not a 10-point teaser. Shit, uh, 46? 46. See, and Can I... Can um, under 60? Yeah. Okay. I know. I know it's tough. I but uh, to that's, that's yeah, the way ahead. I'm leaning, especially... So the second game of a division game, we've talked about this before. Always close, especially AFC West. Weird fucking games. But I am definitely down to cheers, tease the Chargers up to 10.5 and, and under 60. I'm down. The, the two times we tease the under, we barely hit it and it was miserable but we did win it we did win i remember and then last week you said oh i'm never teasing the under again and then we we got murdered on the we got murdered so yeah i'm cool with it uh i'll relinquish it so we'll go 10 and a half and 60 points cool perfect all right no what week 15 games do you like i have to say my three bets i really like my bets this week do you i gotta say the slate this week is Give me some nerves. I'm a little worried about it. I don't love the entire slate, but these three I feel very good about. Okay. Number one, San Francisco 49ers minus three versus the Cowboys. I just watched the entirety of the Niners play. This is a good team. The 49ers are a good team. They have played a brutal schedule. They yep. have played nine of their games against current playoff teams, including their last six, which are against Washington, the Bills, Rams, Saints, Packers, Seahawks are their last six games. Yep. Holy shit, that sucks. And they went yep. one and five. 
Um, not that like our team's offense is like a bunch of world beaters, but their defense completely bottled us up. The only reason we won that game is we had two defensive touchdowns, which is never going to happen. Their running game, Mostert, looked great. Like I think if they would just run every play, they would have won the game. If they would have just not let Nick Mullins throw. Um, Andy Dalton's going to struggle against that defense. Cowboys defense sucks. I think San Francisco is going to run for a ton of yards. I think they'll win this game handily. Um, yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think that that one's an easy pick. Minus three almost doesn't seem like enough. I think that the Niners are a good team. Yep. I'll just move into my second pick because it includes the Niners money line. Mm. I'll be taking the Bills and the Niners money line parlay. I don't like the Bills minus seven and a half as I think of what it is in Broncos. Uh, the Broncos just play tough. They've got a good defense. It is what it is. It's what they've always had for the last 15 years, but I'm just picking the better teams. Um, so this Bills Niners money line parlay is plus one thirteen. I think that Drew Locke is probably not going to put together two great games in a row. I think he threw four touchdowns last week. I bet he should have this that. week. Yeah, I, I just don't think he's very good it. against a good defense. Uh, Bills are hot. I like. I agree with you. I like the Bills money line uh, more than the the points. Yep. All right, this one's simple. I'm taking Chiefs minus three at the Saints and. We already proved that there's no such thing as home field advantage in the NFL. So you're telling me that the best team in the league, like by a considerable margin, is only three-point favorites against anyone, much less likely Taysom Hill at quarterback? Uh, Yeah, please give me that. This is my next pick as well. Yeah, Chiefs minus three at the Saints. Not that they need it, but statement game inbound, I feel like. This is a good Saints team. They have a great D-line. I don't see this being that close. I don't know why. If Bree, are you worried if Breeze plays? No, not at all. No, me neither. <laughs> I, I kind of hope he does, and I hope the line moves. The last two games, the Chiefs actually. It seems like this whole season, the Chiefs have been like this close to putting up their fifty-point game. Exactly. And maybe it happens when they're playing against a good opponent. Yep. Okay, my last bet is a prop, player prop. Hmm. Mark Andrews to score a touchdown against Jacksonville. This is a self-hedge? A bit. Okay. I'll get into that. Um, I don't know what the odds are going to be. I couldn't find it. But for reference, last week he was plus 145 to score anytime touchdown. Um, over the past like five weeks, he's been anywhere from even odds to plus 200. So you got to figure it's going to be somewhere in there. Maybe closer to even odds. Number one, Lamar Jackson loves throwing to Mark Andrews. He's always throwing to him. Uh, number two, this dude is typically a touchdown machine, as I've touched on before. He had 10 last year. He had five in the first five games last uh, this year, and then he's only had one touchdown in his past six games. So he's due for a tug. The Jacksonville Jaguars have allowed the second most touchdowns to tight ends in the NFL. Um, and then going into the self-hedge part of this is that I bet Mark Andrews under 9.5 touchdowns on the year. He's currently at six, and... The way that these bets work, you don't just coast to an easy win at the end. I'm going to have to sweat it out if I'm going to win this one. Of course. So he's going to start scoring. <clears throat> uh, and then lastly, I'm playing against Graham in the semifinals of the only fantasy league that I am still in. Graham has Mark Andrews. So he's definitely scoring on me. I thought that there was going to be a joke coming in there with only fan to see league, you know? Like only an only fans, fans oh. like an only fans thing. No, I, I don't know. There's, there's something there. Only fans to C-League. 
I bet that there's a couple leagues named that this year. Only Fantasy League. Only fans. Damn see, it. Yeah. We didn't think of something original. Shit. For the first time ever. Um, yeah. No, I like that. I like the self-hedge. You know? Just the self-hedge. Yeah. Because that way, if he scores, great. If he doesn't, great. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, you know I mean? Yeah, you know I mean? Yeah. I also, uh, for my last pick, Noel, I also have a team kind of going for some kind of record. Oh. I will be taking... Larm, the Los Angeles Rams, minus 17 points against the Jets. I think this whole Jets thing is comical. They're so awful. This is just an I want to see it thing. The NFL record for worst point differential in one season is negative 287 by the 1976 expansion Bucks. The Jets are currently at minus 210 on the year. So to get to minus 288, they'd need to lose the next three games by an average of 26 points. Let's see it. Wow, I had no idea that, that it was that bad. And they, <laughs> that's including that Raiders game they just had the other day. Yep. I will not be betting a team minus 17 with Jared Fine. Goff at the helm. Um, but More for me. Know, good on you. Good on yeah, you, more for me. Okay. All right. Oh, wait, we have one more. That's right. <clears throat> and now, Noel, let us get to our Gucci Mane underdog picks of the week. Noel is on absolute Fire four straight. Is that right? Four straight Gucci Mane. Four main straight to parallel the Washington football team's winning streak. I have picked four straight underdogs straight up to win. Including it, two of which were the Washington two football team. Two of which were the Washington football team. I think I've picked the Falcons twice this year and they have definitely lost both times. So congratulations <laughs> to you. Um just an a wild run. I'm back to normal. No win, no cover. Steelers couldn't get it done at the Bills. I mean, their offense looks like it's in shambles. Um, who's first this week for our next Gucci main pick? Wait, wait, sorry, sorry. Let me give the records. This last win puts Noel at six points for the year. Six, yeah, it is six to four. Six to four. You're a ten and four against the spread. Nine and five straight up. Eight and six. Eight and six. Yep. That's incredible. I am, uh, yeah, four points, five and eight against the spread, five and eight straight up. I do not cover spreads. I only win. Hey, we are still, we are 13 and 14, picking underdogs to win. That's still a, plus a money, week, no matter what way you look at it. Oh, we've definitely made our made our listeners money on this. Yeah. If we have another big week, we're over 500. We're still close. Can eight, we eight, do eight, it? Eight, eight. And it is coins pick first. This is week. it my pick? It is. Good, because I have one that you're going to hate. Are you going to take mine? That would I be think amazing you might. if I did. I think I, you might. I, there is no way. All right, so this may sound insane. I've had an inkling ever since I saw the game, saw the line. Something looks weird. I am going to be taking Teddy Two Gloves and the Carolina Panthers at Green Bay plus 325 on the money line. That's an eight and a half point spread. I don't have much explanation, just that. I feel this one in my bones. It's a game that jumped right out at me. 
I absolutely love this pick. I'm <laughs> no. giving it a Gucci. No way. I do. I really do. I thought the same thing to myself. I thought, should I just continue my hot streak with, with a wild guess and see if it's me that's making stuff hot? And this the was way, the one that looked weird, right? You're like, I don't know about this game. It feels it like looks Green Bay weird. always does this. They did this always, last year. Always. Especially after like, they just played a weird game against the Lions. I don't know. I have them at plus nine, by the way. Okay. So I'll give you that. Um, fantastic pick. That's not what I was going to pick. Great. But we are also, we are both picking pretty substantial underdogs. And if you scanned the list, you probably could pick out what I was going to do. It's very on brand for me. I will be taking the Houston Texans plus seven. At I thought, I thought you might. Yeah. Um, this is a team that two weeks ago was on like the eight yard line going in to beat the Colts. I mean, they, they just played and the Texans were in position to win. So to say they couldn't win is, is wrong. We've said it a hundred times now. There's no such thing as home field advantage. So yeah. Are the Colts way better than Houston? Yes. Is the AFC weird? Are the AFC South weird? Yeah, it absolutely is. And these, and the worst teams beat the best. So real quickly, the Texans' last eight games before they got shellacked by the Bears. I just want to read this off. They beat the Jags. They hung with the Titans, who were a playoff team, lost by six. They got smoked by Green Bay. We'll give you that. They beat the Jags again. They only lost to the Browns by three points in shitty weather. So hung with right. the Browns, who we're realizing are pretty damn legit. They beat the Patriots. They beat the Lions. And then they hung with the Colts, the game they should have won. So they're like pretty much right there in every game including colts titans browns all these playoff teams so it's not like they're getting their ass kicked i think the game against the bears you can toss it out we talk about games that you just forget about i think that's the game and uh, he was nervous in front of mitch i understand nervous because there's there was a lot of pressure everybody was talking about the bears right 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 right, right. deshaun balls out and gets to win over his rivals for my fifth straight gucci pick Something in me feels like I want to give this a but because, Noel, you are so hot right now, I just have to give this pick a Gucci! I will jump on with you just because of how hot you are. I've I've cost myself money not jumping on every single one of your bets, so I don't know. Can can we do a gif of uh, Mugatu saying he's so hot right now in reference to my Gucci main picks? That'd be great. Noel, he's so hot right now. Like that? Exactly right. Okay. Okay. All right. That'll do it. it. Another week of The Rookie Show. Um, Unsurprising to you, but a little bit surprising to me. A long one. We did a long one again. It was was long, yeah. Yeah. Hour and a half in. Um, All right. Well, that'll do it. Um, you can follow us at Rookie Show Pod on both Instagram and Twitter. We're posting some good videos. I'll post the video of Noel eating a whole cream cheese packet on Instagram this week. Please do. Um, you can follow me at King Coin on both Instagram and Twitter. Noel, where can the people follow you? They can follow me at DeCreamFillin on Twitter. They can follow me at C Travis Noel on Instagram. The C, of course, stands for cheese. cheese. <laughs> That's it. That's all we got. That's all we got. Play us out. Bowling for soup. Oh.
Ooh, that's my favorite one we've done yet. By the way, <laughs> yes. what's up? The, the the band that played us out last week was uh, not. It was it was brothers. It's the Barkays. It was the Barkays. No, I I picked a Brothers Johnson song. Oh, did you? Yeah, it wasn't the song. It wasn't the Superbet song. It oh, was the, the Superbet song, song is by the Barkays. It's called Too Hot to Stop. Right. I was playing. Get the funk out of out my of face. face. Get, get the, the funk. funk. Which, that's good stuff until i did that last week i thought that semi-pro made that song up <laughs> no way know. yeah i thought that that's was like how they funny. made up love me sexy i thought they also made that song so i guess That'd i'm, I'm dumb i guess no 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 you're good you're good i just listen to the song okay all right, all right. bowling for soup bowling i for got soup. a lot of options play us out i will it. not be playing 1985 oh no obviously not you gotta pick one of their <laughs> lesser known names. all right See you later. See you, buddy. Peace. I almost wrote a song about you today, but I tore it off.